Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Breaking news tonight, a stunning new projection of nearly 300,000 dead. Could the death toll in America double in the next four months? And one thing that you can do to save tens of thousands of lives. Plus, inside a hospital on the brink, the desperate doctors in hazmat suits. We need the help. Our house is burning. And the mother who can only see her newborn on her phone. Testing positive. Ohio's governor announces he has the virus. How he learned his diagnosis just hours before he was set to greet the president. Tracking travelers. The Big Apple sets up big checkpoints. The special agents now tasked with stopping anyone entering New York City. And the consequences if visitors don't quarantine. Back to school battle. Tensions high over reopening. I'm talking directly to you because you do not respect me. Tonight, why teachers and school nurses are quitting their jobs. Presidential predictions. President Trump suggests there could be a vaccine before the election and again repeats the false claim that children are immune from COVID. In the crosshairs, did the leaders of the nation's biggest gun rights group waste money on private jets and luxury vacations? The new lawsuit tonight against the NRA. Dangerous recall. The new alert from the FDA about something in your refrigerator. What you need to know. And finally tonight, one family's commitment to helping children learn their history, even in a pandemic. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, and thank you for joining us. Nora's off tonight. I'm Margaret Brennan. We begin tonight with breaking news. A staggering and sobering projection showing the coronavirus pandemic is only getting worse here in the U.S. A research model regularly used by the White House now predicts the death toll here in the U.S. could hit almost 300,000 in the next four months. 
That's close to double the number of people who have already died nationwide since the pandemic began. Health officials say tens of thousands of lives could be saved if all Americans wore masks. Nowhere in the U.S. is that life-and-death struggle more obvious than on the Texas border, where tonight doctors say they're desperate for help and hospital beds. And as we come on the air tonight, there's yet another example of just how far and fast the virus is spreading. Hours before he was scheduled to greet President Trump in Ohio, that state's governor, Mike DeWine, tested positive for the virus. DeWine has been one of a handful of Republican governors who has argued for strict mask wearing in his state. There's also breaking news just coming in from the National Football League. At least 66 players now say they are opting out of playing this season because of coronavirus. All of that comes as parents and school districts are facing the difficult decision about whether to send students back to classrooms or teach them at home. There's a lot of new reporting tonight, and our team of correspondents is standing by to cover it all. CBS's Manuel Bajorquez leads us off from Miami. Manny? Well, Margaret, Florida's governor today continued his push for in-person instruction and said he would like to see school sports resume, too. That is something other states have delayed. In the meantime, as you mentioned, Ohio's governor revealed today he's tested positive. Big surprise to me and uh, certainly big surprise to our family. Governor Mike DeWine's diagnosis came just two days after reminding people to follow precautions, including at places of worship, showing how just one person infected at least 91 others after a single service. In Texas's hard-hit Rio Grande Valley, doctors and nurses are still seeing a stream of COVID-19 patients, painstakingly turning them onto their stomachs to help them breathe. It's difficult to find ICU beds for others. It was 49 calls that we had to make before we could secure a bed for this patient. The debate over reopening schools remains front and center, as some have already quarantined dozens of students and staff due to new cases. Amy um, Westmoreland resigned from her job as a school nurse in Paulding County, Georgia. Why did you decide you had to leave? I read that masks would be a personal choice. I just, you know, I was, I was infuriated, honestly, and I knew that I wouldn't be safe and the kids wouldn't be safe. She said she saw scenes like this one coming. Crowded hallways, few masks. I was angry. I was um, heartsick. They were so close to each other. Things got heated at this school board meeting in Jefferson Parish, Louisiana. After concerned parents noticed a member looking at her phone. Because you do not respect me, I'm going to talk to you. The meeting was shut down. But parents like single mom Adriana Alvarez of Chicago say not having schools open could also mean losing their livelihoods. Just me and him. And uh, if I stop working, we both stop eating. So I'm literally stuck. There is renewed concern over the nation's nursing homes. Officials say 19 people have died so far at this nursing home in Missouri City, Texas, near Houston. In Los Angeles, new efforts to curb the spread include shutting off utilities at homes used for large parties. But there are glimmers of hope. Patients at Blythesdale Children's Hospital in New York are seeing their family members face-to-face -face for the first time in nearly four months. They include four-year-old Maria, who suffers from a congenital joint disease, and her mother, Catherine. It's um, a big relief, really, really big relief. She's my princess. <laughs> Feels like I can breathe again. 
Manuel Bojorquez, CBS News, Miami. I'm Mololengi in New York City, where there's an advisory of sorts for visitors and residents arriving on planes, trains, and automobiles. If you come here, you must quarantine. It is not optional. Travelers from 34 states and Puerto Rico, deemed coronavirus hotspots, will now be greeted by COVID checkpoints set up to enforce New York State's mandatory 14-day quarantine. This is serious stuff, and it's time for everyone to realize it. Mayor Bill de Blasio said contact tracers will be positioned at the city's bus and train stations, checking IDs to register travelers. But the mayor's announcement seemed to catch the Port Authority, which oversees much of the region's transportation infrastructure, off guard. The Port Authority telling CBS News today they were unaware of the mayor's initiative prior to his announcement yesterday. And now some are raising concerns about civil liberties. I'm not crazy about the idea of just randomly stopping people like that without probable cause. Well, there are still questions about how exactly this two-week quarantine will be enforced. The city's threatening up to $10,000 in fines to travelers from COVID hotspot states who do not comply with the mandate, Margaret. Mola Lange in Manhattan. Today, the coronavirus cast a shadow over President Trump's visit to Ohio, a state that is crucial to his reelection campaign. It was intended to highlight his efforts to boost U.S. manufacturing. The president also veered off script with an attack on rival Joe Biden's faith. Here's CBS's Paula Reed. President Trump's campaign-style trip to Ohio got off to a rocky start today when the state's governor, Mike DeWine, tested positive for COVID just before he was to meet Mr. Trump at the airport. I just said I look forward to seeing the governor. They said, sir, he just tested positive. Amid sagging polls, the president gave a speech aide said would include a vision for the president's second term. But he also repeated the false claim that kids are immune when it comes to COVID. Very young children are incredibly powerful. They're much stronger than all of us when it comes to the immune system. It's an incredible thing to see. He also kept up his attacks on rival Joe Biden. He's against God. He's against guns. He's against energy, our kind of energy. The Biden campaign shot back, referencing the president's controversial photo op in Lafayette Square saying Donald Trump threw a priest out of his church just so he could profane it and a Bible for his own cynical optics. Today, the Commission on Presidential Debates rejected the Trump campaign's request to have a fourth debate earlier in the cycle to account for early mail-in voting. With the economy continuing to slump, it appears that voters will not get any immediate help from Congress. We're not having a short-term extension. With a deal unlikely, Mr. Trump said he's considering trying to get relief to workers through executive action, though it's unclear how effective that would be. Today, the president suggested that a COVID vaccine could be available by Election Day, but that's a significantly earlier timeline than the one offered by members of his own coronavirus task force. They've said that a vaccine could be available at the end of this year or possibly early next year. But some health experts have expressed concern that the administration may try to rush this vaccine and potentially jeopardize its safety. Margaret. Paula Reeve at the White House tonight. Well, the National Rifle Association now faces a major legal fight. New York State is suing to dissolve the NRA, a nonprofit gun advocacy organization with nearly 5 million members. New York's attorney general accuses its top executives of corruption and misspending. More now from Jeff Pegues. 
The lawsuit argues that the NRA's leadership used one of the most powerful organizations in America as a personal piggy bank. In the spirit of true patriots, we are fighting back. Calling its CEO, Wayne LaPierre, a central figure in the alleged schemes, today New York's attorney general outlined her case. For years, the NRA diverted millions and millions of dollars away from its charitable mission for personal use by senior leadership. The lawsuit names four NRA executives, including LaPierre. Court documents outline his lavish spending, a family stay at a luxury private hotel at a cost of more than $37,000. On at least eight occasions, private jets to and from the Bahamas at a total cost of over half a million dollars, even multiple luxury hunting safaris in Africa. All of it paid for by the NRA. Harry Littman is a former federal prosecutor. You can't take the dues and the money that, that members give you and make it instead into yacht trips and private jet trips and five-star travel, etc., and then lie about it. Today, the NRA fired back, calling the lawsuit baseless as well as a transparent attempt to score political points in the 2020 election. And the New York lawsuit isn't the only one the NRA will be fighting today. D.C.'s attorney general, he also took action. He also accused NRA leadership of diverting funds for lavish spending. Margaret. Jeff Pegues in Washington. Tonight, the number of new jobless claims shows the devastating burden being shouldered by American workers. Nearly 1.2 million Americans applied for unemployment benefits last week. That's the 20th straight week with claims crossing a million. Tonight, CBS's Mark Strassman hears from two out-of-work Americans, one who lost that $600 weekly unemployment check and another who's been lost in the system. I'm lost and I'm scared. Gwen Jeter supervised an Atlanta bakery's kitchen. She was furloughed in mid-March. In late May, all her unemployment benefits abruptly stopped. No explanation. She and her two sons have gone 10 weeks with zero income. How much money do you have now? $3.53 in my bank. What's the scariest part? Being homeless. I've been there with my three children before, you know, sleeping in our car. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to do that again. For more than 25 million jobless Americans, Washington's extra $600 a week was a financial lifeline. Without it, Sandy Villarto, a furloughed housekeeper, grows desperate. I, sometimes I can't even go to sleep at night thinking, like, what am I going to do tomorrow or what am I going to do next week? This Arizona family's only income is her unemployment benefits. I don't know how I'm going to survive on 214 um, a week. Georgia promised to review Jeter's unemployment case on September 10th. That's in five weeks. It feels like you're being punished. And you're like, okay, unemployment, where are you? We contacted Georgia unemployment officials. They agreed to fast track the case of a woman trying to stretch $3.53. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Atlanta. Now to Beirut, Lebanon, where grief has turned to outrage following two explosions that wiped out portions of the capital. Today, the death toll climbed to at least 149, with more than 5,000 wounded. CBS's Imtiaz Tayyip is in Beirut tonight. Imtiaz? 
Well, Margaret, the U.S. military is sending three cargo planes full of food, water and medical supplies following Tuesday's massive explosion, which was so powerful it left a smoking crater that stretched more than 700 feet and registered as a 3.3 magnitude earthquake. Beirut's busy city center torn to pieces. Life for so many turned into a living hell, including for Seema Jelani, a Texas-born doctor seen here soothing her daughter in the back of a packed ambulance. Four-year-old Iman was badly injured after their home was all but destroyed in the explosion. I didn't even grab my stethoscope, which to me tells me a lot where my head was. It really, um, and it really kills me that I'm not at a hospital right now offering my services. Um, I wish I could be. Across Beirut are many more harrowing stories of survival and streets strewn with debris. This was the beating heart of Beirut's legendary late night district. And in just a few seconds, devastation. Shell-shocked residents accuse Lebanese leaders of being thugs, saying they're to blame for all this misery and for ignoring repeated warnings about the more than 2,700 tons of Russian-owned ammonium nitrate stored at the port for years. And so, yet again, the people of this city are left to pick up the pieces themselves as they continue to endure the horrors of what appears to be an entirely avoidable disaster. Now, grief is fast turning to anger here, including growing calls for revolution against this government. In fact, one well-known television news personality has tweeted, either they keep killing us or we kill them. Margaret. MTS, thank you. The USDA has issued a public health alert warning against eating some prepared meals sold at Walmart, Kroger and other retailers that may contain onions tied to a salmonella outbreak. Nearly 400 people in 34 states have become ill. A list of recalled products is on our website at cbsnews.com recall. The record start to the Atlantic hurricane season has government scientists revising their predictions. As many as 25 named storms are now predicted. That's a record, and twice as many as usual. Up to 11 could become hurricanes, including as many as six major hurricanes. That means Category 3 or higher. So far, there have been nine named storms this season, which typically doesn't happen until around October. A family of four is back on dry land after being rescued at sea by the U.S. Coast Guard. The family called for help after their boat took on water and overturned about 17 miles off Louisiana in the Gulf of Mexico. The Coast Guard lowered a crew member to help them until a boat arrived. The two children, 8 and 11 years old, along with their parents, were all wearing life jackets. A family in Baltimore has created a unique way to keep children occupied during this pandemic. They're shining a light on untold stories and empowering others. Here's CBS's Nicole Killian. They boasted a grand and impressive residence. The Connollys have turned their love of books into a virtual storytelling series. Ha! Laugh Zomo. You are not so big. Taking a page from the old PBS show, Reading Rainbow. All kinds of books can be used for storytelling. Seven-year-old Elijah runs camera. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Sisters Clark and London edit the episodes. 
what music do we put right here? It's a family affair led by Nathan and his wife, Shawnee, both history professors at Johns Hopkins University. What goes into selecting a book? We look for books that are trying to exalt and celebrate some form of black history and culture. From the African-American experience to the African diaspora. I'm here to ask you a question about... Each story is followed by a lesson that encourages viewers to read between the lines. This is a mostly, I guess, white community, and so they don't really understand the importance about knowing black history. If you are telling a child black stories or stories about their history that are portraying their history in a beautiful light they carry it with them for the rest of their life highlighting black books that matter nicole killian cbs news baltimore and they've got 10 episodes so far on tomorrow's cbs evening news steve hartman's on the road with a boy who shares a special bond with the pets no one else seems to want and if you can't watch us live Don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Margaret Brennan. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.